I feel like I've seen, I've seen enlightenment, and I thought it was going to be about levitating and telekinesis, and it's actually just about an increased awareness of how annoying I am. You do. You do a I little do, bit. I do. I do. I'm uh, enormously preoccupied with what people think they want from me. How many people do you think hate you right now? Uncountable? Uh, probably a lot. A lot? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like super controversial. I think that a lot of people just write me off as nuts and then leave me alone, which I... I totally get that. And it's tough to tough to describe you without sounding nuts yourself. But it's like, I feel it. It's like, no, no, this is different, though. It's yeah. almost like she has all this stuff that on paper would seem ludicrous in order to scare off the true yeah. uh, people that the message is meant for. Which I sounds believe even that we're at the end of hierarchy. And so I, I believe that uh, the reason that I am in this container is because I am part of a collective and the only people that understand me are people that are supposed to understand me because we are similar in some way. And I'm meant to be something that isn't credentialed or, you know, should it be taken seriously, that is known for drinking piss. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you're going to have to trust yourself. Yes. If you resonate with what I say, it's because you trust yourself, not because it's like, well, it's a professor or it's, a, you know, it's, ah. it's a scientist or, oh, it's a, a decent human being. You know, it's none of those. It's like, no, this is a math addict, you know. Uh, but something is resonating with me, so now I'm forced to trust myself or – just never listen. Reverse again. hierarchy. Yeah. You place yeah. yourself in the bottom of the pyramid, which the pyramids do have a basement with an echo chamber, which is confused for being a tomb when in fact it is a resonance amplifier. Like what I did there? I did the I spiritual did. bro book club thing I where did, I turned I... it into a, a thing. <laughs> like I turned it into a descriptive, tactile, describable, systemy, masculine thing. Like according to yeah. Masculine Steen Mail's book. Uh, the pyramid consists of over 1,500 blocks, which if you divide that by Pascal's Pythagorean theorem, you get a voice that sounds like Terrence that I haven't done in a while. Uh, This is exactly what I wanted. Uh, I was like, Ramin is going to to bro book club this podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to discuss, your memory is insane. Like, have you had, like... It tested. Have you had your brain scanned? No, I haven't. It is remarkable. Can they do that? Can they scan for what know. memory? They should like do who's tests got the most? on you. They should do. They should. I don't. I mean, I guess if you want that, but they. Yeah, there's something magnificent about the amount of information that your brain. You remind me of things about my life that I said five years ago on a podcast. Yeah. And you're like, how's that one thing? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I lost all my files in the lime. Uh, the lime year. Um, so yeah, I thought... Wait, what's the Lime year? 
It was just the year that I had Lyme disease and my brain got oh, I'm an by idiot. parasites. I, I think because the door had lemon and lime on it, the one across, <laughs> I, like, I could only think in terms of the fruit lime. Fruit, what happened with limes? Is this the year of like, it was a sour year? I'll go with sour. It was a sour year, wasn't it? And you know, the kids these days, you've got young kids, they like give you the terms, like that's lit as fuck. That movie, that was mid, that was so-and-so. Uh, that was so perfect on the back of me talking about how you remember absolutely Mm -hmm. everything that was pretty good um what i want to talk to you about uh to start is about flow and about i guess creative flow this is something that you do a lot of art about i am curious also you know um what alan watts and terrence mckenna and everyone else all the other bros have said about it but I um, don't know when this one's coming out in relation to the rest of them, but Dan and I got into this a little bit. Like, I believe when we say the future is feminine, we're talking about flow Mm -hmm. and that everything that we're coming out of is the opposite. It's like rigid. I feel like the entire last reality was taking things, putting them in a box, slapping a label on the box, taking the thing, putting it in the box, slapping a label in the box. Even when the thing belonged in six different boxes, we're like, nope, everything has to go in one box and it has to be labeled. And we have all of these really dumb ideas about... Nothing but. Nothing but dumb ideas about um, things that I don't even believe exist, like laziness, you know? Um, Oh, I could show you some, but no, I know what you mean. (laughs) I don't think it exists. Like, I think it's a value judgment, and maybe that was helpful in the old reality where, you know, we were born into a corporation, but... It's just so it's not the vibe. No, we're we're operating very inefficiently, and you could look at it as though we're... Um, this is just the best analogy I can think of in the moment, but just all these traffic lights and most people are waiting at a red light while there's not other cars going by. We're operating so rigidly because of an old system where it's like, no, this worked at some point where if it was in flow, it would be like in Vietnam or wherever where there's no traffic lights and there's just constant like car going around this circle, this person directing here. I was thinking about the human design types of like how projectors don't have that uh, fixed center in which they can generate stuff from. So that might be perceived as laziness through that access. Yes. Manifestor generator can't focus on anything. So it's like, oh, you're lazy in terms of that kind of thing. But if we were placed where we're supposed to be placed, I bet we would really be grooving and flowing and and oh. it would be productive without the, I don't know, for lack of a better word, the, the capitalist uh, worker bee productive thing. Not those terms, but, you know, new terms that we got to invent. Every yeah, second. I mean, now I'm calling it capitalism, colonial, like whatever the fuck you want to call it. That's what I say now. Um, but it is worker bee virtues. It is just the old reality. Yeah. I don't know how far. How far into human design have you been getting? Uh, just two tippy toes. Okay. Just some pee the fairy content and a couple of new friends that I meet and talk to. And then I Google for a little bit. That's that's about it. I haven't. Okay. There's a lot. There's so much to it. And at first it didn't, it really resonated. My type, a manifesting generator, one, three, sacral authority. Um, these are things I felt like I'd already kind of learned as far as, you know, I spent a lot of my twenties and my thirties with people around me telling me I need to think more before I make decisions. They don't like the way I make a decision like that. A uh, mm. lot of pressure from society and people around me to stick to things. You know, I've started a million things and not finished them. I've had to learn to navigate ADHD, which seems to be synonymous with manifesting generator energy. So a lot of it, I was like, yeah, it totally resonates. I live, my partner is a projector that totally resonates. And, um, but there's this whole other part of human design, which if you don't like it, take it or leave it. But that talks about the mutation that's happening and how 2027, which is a year that we all feel is pretty significant, 2024, 2027. Who's we all? Like all the people who get down with the woo-woo uh, yeah. everythingness? Yeah. I think oh, a lot of people— getting there. So close. Yeah, it's so close. It really felt like um, a door opened in 2017 that a lot of people had already started to make their way through that threshold, 2012, 2000. 2000 seemed really big. 2012 seemed pretty— pretty big. Um, And then for the most part, people can identify a real shift in their life around 2017. Mm -hmm. And then you have people that are just snapping awake in like, they're just driving down the street and suddenly they know all of this (laughs) shit. I love that. I love that. And I think we're about to have a massive bro awakening, Cool, a massive bro awakening. And it's going to be really fun. Um, Just a massive awakening in general. But uh, Specifically when I say bros. bro, I mean the mask, the mental space, you yeah. know, the overly, so it's atheists, you know, whatever. Um, the, uh, the human design talks about basically exactly what the alien said is that there are constructs 
there's uh, background frequencies is how it's described that are at play. And then when the background frequencies change, uh, we just become about something else. Mm. And we think that we are in control of it or whatever. And you are to a certain extent, you're in command of some aspects of your reality. But a lot of it is, um, you know, when, when Mercury is retrograde, that has an influence. Doesn't mean it's controlling your life, but it has an influence. It's the, it's the weather that's happening. So the reality that we're coming out of, according to human design, and I'm totally going to butcher this, but is, uh, it's, coll- it's collective or tribal. Mm-hmm. So it's about small groups or bigger groups. It's um, I might be butchering that part for sure. Small groups or bigger groups. Yeah. So you have collective, which is the world at large, tribal, which is family or like small organization, smaller identity groups, and then you have the individual. Okay. And then there's some other shit. But I'm I'm just going to try to do the cliff notes. If you're into it, look into it. Um, but the, the things that were coming out of focus was one of the constructs. And I have for a long time felt like ADHD was an evolution in Mm. consciousness. And that's how I always felt. That's why I felt like awakening was easier for me. I feel like that's why I couldn't get programmed into the matrix. Not to say people who have ADHD are better than people who don't, but just it, it didn't feel like a defect. It, it has never felt like something is wrong with me. It makes me think something is wrong with the system. Yeah. And when people say, well, how, how do I help my kid with ADHD? It's like, stop trying to get them into the system. Start trying to get them out of the system so that they can live in flow. Um, family. And this is one that scares a lot of people, but it was just part of the construct. So everything was centered around family. And I feel like... You mean the nuclear family, mom, dad, dog, daughter, son. Son takes over the business, daughter stays in the kitchen. Yep. And that's shifting. People aren't getting married. Uh, People are having less children. People are telling their narcissistic parents to fuck off. You know, (laughs) we are not centered around that. We are not just kind of in a hypnosis going into that. And it's starting to be like this, oh, well, in my family, I would like to have a husband and a boyfriend. And in my family, you know, we're starting to write our own rules. So it's not like we won't care about family, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Thruple is a well-known word now. It is a well-known word. And I think it's just going to get more fluid. But so the 2027 thing is that we're going into an individual reality, which um, has always been my, like, was the original download was that if everyone did exactly what they wanted to do, this is a little bit, I just said this on that episode with Dan, but if everyone did exactly. Put this one out first, then it'll be the one like, and then the other one is like a repetitive bullshit one. But then I get the good episode, me. If everyone did exactly what they wanted to do, this thing would work like a well-oiled machine because we are one. And each of us is an individual. But Jessa, what about rapists and murderers? This can't be true. Certainly you're full of shit. Yeah. Why is it the first thing? That, <laughs> do you ever, it's always the most extreme what thing if, that though, people go to. What if it does play out that way and all the murderers like murder each other and it takes care of itself? Like, like everyone that doesn't feel like murdering doesn't get murdered for whatever reason. Just the universe had conspired to like eliminate either the murdering wanting part of those people or they just uh, eat themselves. That's interesting. So they all Dexter each other? Yeah, maybe. Wow. Um, I would say that a lot of this stuff is, um, you know, vampiric. I mean, so a lot of murder is just the result of capitalism, right? It's just the result of people trying to survive. But a lot of it is unco- it's unconsciousness. Like when we're visiting harm on other people, it's because we don't understand that that's us and we don't understand what's happening. And we are in some sort of paranoid delusion because we're asleep. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I've never, I, I, I can't imagine a consciously aware person doing those things to anybody. So a lot of the stuff that we're coming out of, I believe we're going into um, an age, a short age, as you and I have discussed, of conscious awareness. And so you are aware of who you are. And so it's not going to manifest as more selfishness or, I mean, it will be selfishness. You do whatever the fuck you want to do, but it ends up being in a kind of symbiotic relationship, you know, like nature, like kind of how nature works. Selfish is is a bad word or we see it as bad because it often implies like at the cost of other people's right well-being but if your selfishness also helps other people up wouldn't that be the best like you're being the most selfish lazy uh person you could be but then it's also lifting all the other boats that would rock i love 2027 i hope it actually plays out that way and it's not just more it's like a new facebook thing and that's what was well it's not going to be like you know i think that people project 
people are not reading the energy and they're waiting for something to happen in the material reality that is like a, a click. You know, mm-hmm. if you're reading the energy in 2012, we had a massive shift at 12, 21, 12. If you were tuned into energy, there was a massive shift. And then over the course of the next year, reality became infinitely more attuned. People were able to hear each other's thoughts and and not even realize that they got that system upgrade. So I would say that's what it is. It's a system upgrade with a lot of these things. And then with 2027, it's just the background. Frequencies are already changing. Like you already see so much of this. So this is why people are tearing down the old constructs, tearing down the old thing. Um, there is a little bit of an overlap between that construct and this one. So this is where we get like rugged individuality, which I don't think is individuality. I think it's yeah parasitism. But um, yeah, I'll send you some videos. On that. <laughs> rugged individuality. <laughs> Just any any help you got is like no, I brought myself up <laughs> and I wore boots that were very dirty and like I climbed. <laughs> Which there is some of that, too. I mean, it's uh, it's always this balance of, yeah, the rest of the universe is helping you up. You can do nothing without the wholeness helping you. But also there is willpower and pushing through and not just... Yeah. Because honestly, if I, if I just did what I felt like in the moment, I wouldn't leave bed. But that often doesn't produce a good day. But it's like pushing past the... Well, so that's what I'm curious about. Because you make a lot of fucking art. You make a lot of art. What is your human design? Manifestor Generator. Manny like- Jenny. Um, So you have a lot of energy available to you, but do you get to decide, like, creativity to me is so elusive. Like, I don't get, I I don't get to decide what my energy is doing. That's Mm. just something I've had to accept. I will have a plan, and I very rarely get to follow through with my plan. I guess I, um, I resonate with that, but I also do get to decide. It's a little bit of both. Sometimes I'll be working on a drawing that no one asked for, and I have like eight other drawings due, this bill due. <laughs> like I have a lot of stuff I do need to be doing, but for some reason I have to draw this guy climbing a mountain, and at the bottom it's gray. And then he gets to the top, and it's rainbow. He just had to work hard for it. And then, uh, then I like it in that day, and then six months later I don't get it. I don't get why I had to reinstate the same thing again which you do this too you're like you're just telling yourself oh shut up jess i've said this five million times already why am i re-recording the same podcast like didn't i already say this message didn't i already say it in a condensed form this time or uh all of us do it but you you just feel like you have to get that (laughs) out that day i don't know why yeah, it's an oracle, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when your art comes up, and I'm sure you get this all the time when your art comes up, it is a, um, it is often very timely for something that I'm dealing with. And it doesn't matter that you said something similar in May because I don't remember that when yeah. I'm in the moment. I just need that nod. So I hope that's what it is, me rehashing the exact same Oh, no, it works. Shit over and over Because it works with me because I'll, I'll listen to another episode, like the one that you'll just put out, and there you are just yelling at me like, you're in control. You don't have to do any of this bullshit work that, that society's telling you to do. You have to tune into what you... And I'm like, yeah. And then I realized, wait, wait didn't you say this in 2018? But it's like, but it's hitting me different now, though. Something about the way you yelled it this time was <laughs> was just right. I was always curious about your impression of you of me. Hmm. I always like stumble. Like it starts starts as yelling, and I don't mean that as a value judgment. Um, it's got this underlying like meanness, while at the same time realizing you're everyone and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't like being crass. I don't like being offensive, but I like being funny. So it's just some, something of that. Wow, I just got my cards read. Vibe. But I, want, I wanted to say another thing about if we haven't touched on this in the past, and if we have, who cares, because it's the right now episode. But people imagine the feminine taking over as just being, oh, person with long hair and lipstick, then wears the crown, then sends the tanks out, then does yeah. all the that. But it's it's the dissolution of boundaries because the masculine represents what the fixed, stubborn thing and then the feminine represents the infinite the chaos the like everything the fluidity and i think that's why there's i mean there's always been trans people but the acceptance of it the the reason that's been like getting more and more accepted and stuff is that's part of the the feminine as not just like no 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 feminine is this type of biology this it's since the feminine is taking over that means that all of the gender boundaries melt yeah all of the boundaries yeah. melt Ultimately, it is like we're done putting things into boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I I think it's a funny trick, I guess, that the that gender got assigned to masculine and feminine and we're never taught as children that it's like you have energy and this this is called masculine energy and this yeah. is called feminine energy and everyone has this. Instead, we're born into these constructs where it's like you are this and they're not natural constructs. That's my when people are like first of all, I if you're advocating for something that has been that's not how reality works. It's not how reality has ever worked. It's only ever changed. And so it's such a funny argument when people are like red in the face, but this is what this is. And it's like, this is what it was. Yeah. And the guarantee that it's on its way out for now, at least, you know, is that we've already done it. We already played that game. Yeah. It's a losing bet if you're it's, betting like, oh, let's keep everything the way it was in the 50s or 100 years ago or 150 years ago. Yeah. And someone had some like long thread of a history of men aren't as masculine anymore. Like from <laughs> like there's a newspaper article about it in the 90s, in the 50s, in the 30s. Like like men are reading too much. They're not going out and getting their hands dirty. Like everything from all, all then. In addition to that, about how male uh, gender norms were like wearing pink, wearing heels, mm. powdering your wig, powdering your oh, your face. Yeah. Like there's all this stuff that if you go back, what, 200 years ago, it's like that's the definition of not masculine by, yeah. I guess, 50s definition of masculine. So it's always in, in flux. And There's like a meme going around that says whatever reality is until you're 20 is... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Do you know, yeah, do the, you know it? Uh, I'm going to do my best here, but anything, any technology or uh, advancement that comes before your 20 is just part of the natural world. Everything from 20 to about 35 is a new, exciting technological development that you can capitalize on and use towards your success. Every technology that comes out after your 35 is unnatural and wrong <laughs> and part of the destruction of, of all things. And it totally pairs up with that. Like people thought the radio, it's like, this is going to ruin conversation, TV, this is going to ruin our brains, internet, right. this is going to ruin this, TikTok is melting the kids, all this. And it's fine to still feel it. Because uh, even if you know that quote, you're still going to go home and feel like, no, this still feels wrong. You shouldn't be able to deep fake anybody's face onto any other face and make it say or do whatever you want whenever you want. You can't have you just can't have realistic video of anything. We can't yeah. do that. That'll make society melt. But yeah. And AI and robots. And yeah. And the reality is, is it's just like the game is shifting. We already played our game. And when I was young, I saw people do this. And I was like, when I get older, I'm never going to lock into one version of reality mm. and refuse to grow with reality, even if I don't like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm at least going to acknowledge that it has the right to exist. I'm never going to be a kids these days person <laughs> because they're not meant to be what we are because we already played that game. We already expressed that. We're not supposed to be putting out the same art. Yeah. What if it was always the Beatles? Like, OK, it's the 70s. Uh, the Beatles again, but they're just different <laughs> dudes. And 1995. No grunge, the the Beatles. <laughs> no, we got over that in the 60s. We loved it then. That was a stepping stone. But you can't just keep stepping on a step forever. <laughs> then you're just jumping up and down on a step and not going up the ladder. And then you might think, oh, it's too high of altitude. I don't want to go up a ladder. But that's what we signed up for when we when we became in existence. Or I guess we've always been existencing and we are always, we've always been source. We always will be source. Source is all there is. There's no right. such thing as nothingness. If you look at that sentence, you'll realize that nothingness cannot be. It's nothing. Right. It doesn't get to be that's existence's job so yeah it's always just changing whether you like it or not so find find a way to find a way to flow flow, get in that flow creative with it. flow i think it's a fear of death right it's a fear of like becoming obsolete what the alien said in that initial thing was that uh it's the same energies play all the games on mm. earth and that we were the dinosaurs Fun. so at one point we were dinosaurs you know they had tiny arms right yeah and uh, yeah, and at some point that needed to end and that needed to shift into something else because we did it. Like, I we think had there was the a, fullness. I think there's an old Joe Rogan joke about like the dinosaurs went extinct because they couldn't beat off or something. Oh, they got those <laughs> tiny arms. They can't. <laughs> this might have not been his joke, but doesn't it sound like it? It sounds like we it was were like, we his... have to go become humans so that yeah. we can reach our dicks. <laughs> what if it only evolves towards that? Just more. <laughs> We just have a dick for each hand. Yeah. And everything else, like, just you can't feed yourself. You can't do anything. That's the only <laughs> evolution that it ends up in. Who boy. But uh, I don't know. So I want to go back to this 2027 thing. It's going to be a shift in the feeling, not so much as, like, 
one day everything looks different now or even that they're going to make a announcement technologically. It's just going to be like a 2012. Here's the thing I want to say and the reason I uh, I'm like I'm like hesitant to even bring this up on a podcast is because these things are tools like astrology is a tool. I have found that human design um, in, in what I've gotten into has been really helpful at validating things that I already feel to be true. Yeah. And so this isn't like a rigid uh, thing to build a cult around or whatever. And these dates are kind of, I mean, we're in it. I mean, we're really in it. It's already happening. There are certain things that are really interesting. It, it's so complex and I'm, I feel like I'm not the person to explain it. But you know how you have like you're like a 1-3 or a 4-6 in human design. There's the design mm-hmm. lines. So there's also that in the evolution that goes in a um, – it goes in a procession like astrology. And we're currently since the 60s in a one. And ones are obsessed with investigation, information, and safety and security. And I was at the and we're shifting out of that into a six. And so you know how everything feels like we are we are about to reach peak big brother. Everybody put those fucking ring cameras on their those fetty ass fucking cameras <laughs> on their house. Uh, I go to the airport and it's like you have to get, you know, like a fucking finger in your butt. To if get you're lucky. To yeah, that's with pre-check. Um, I did you see the reel I did about this? I um, I sometimes stick a, a toilet paper in my underwear. Uh, Because I like pee. I'm like 45. I've had three kids. So I like pee myself sometimes. So I just stick a a paper towel in my underwear just to not have to deal with it. And um, I had done that and I was at the airport and I was in the scanner and the paper towel came up. (laughs) And um, the. It picks up paper towel versus clothes. Oh, so they thought it was like acid or something. Like I had no reason to think. Yeah, I have no idea what they thought. A, A machete. And so um, I, the woman was young. And so I just said, <clears throat> it's a paper towel because sometimes I pee myself. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to pat you down. And then for some reason she didn't take me far away. So she just like people were trying to get their stuff and she's doing the back of the hand like kind of, you know, sliding yeah. up the whatever. And uh, she was not convinced. And I was tempted to take it out and just hand it to her, you know? <laughs> just kind of like, I don't know what, what, what kind of shenanigans she thought I was trying to get away with. Um, anyway, so we're at this pe- we're at this insane level of attempting to stay safe and secure by these extreme measures, which is a manifestation of the end of the one, I mm. think. And I feel lawlessness coming. That's what I feel is coming. And there's an opportunity to become autonomized and become an intuitive being who will uh, naturally be safe because you will go, I'm not going to go to the grocery store right now. It doesn't feel right. I'm not going to get in the car right now. It doesn't feel right. I'm not going to get on this plane right now. It doesn't feel right. That sounds like a fun day. (laughs) (laughs) Just avoiding stabbings by sheer intuition. Uh, I could use some more bananas, but I could wait until 417. Yes, 417 is the non-stab hour. <laughs> like, you just barely, like, just get by. You miss it by, like, just an inch. <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's not how it's going to work out, but... I mean, you've you've thought, like, none of... What I love about asking you about predictions is it almost ensures that that specific reality won't come true. Like, when you said, oh, you thought the, the death of the masculine was going to be everyone's dicks falling off. You thought that was what gender... Um, no, it was the, when the when the alien said that um, male and female would cease to exist. I didn't have enough categories of reason to go like, oh, that's a construct, and that construct. I had it was the fuck it was night it was two thousand. So mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea what that means. So that yeah, it was. I thought I was so still enmeshed with the with the physical reality. The death of the masculine did happen. Um, the but yeah, same thing. I didn't have any idea what that was going to look like. What did I think that was going to look like? Oh, waking up and realizing you're the shit. Back. Yeah, I've had lots of lots of my masculine died in the last <laughs> couple of years. Lots and lots and lots. I've left the house three times. Um, yeah. So the 2027 stuff. We're going from the cross of planning, where everything's about structure into an infrastructure and community. And there are a lot of advantages to that. You know, it's what what, uh, makes it to where we can move food across the world. And, and, Mm. but you know, infrastructure is falling apart. I mean, you can see it. You don't even have to get to 2027. Nobody can hold their shit together anymore. We're going into the cross of the sleeping Phoenix, which I have natally. And um, it, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a more etheric spiritual 
It's about personal power. What's the sleeping phoenix? Does that mean that implies it's going to wake up shortly after that? Yeah, it sounds like what it does is it wakes up and then it dies. And then it rises from the ashes. And then it burns and then it rises from the ashes. Hopefully not in the same day like with the grocery store stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hopefully not at the grocery store. Yeah. That would be a mess. So... I don't know. I feel like I maybe don't know enough about it to be talking about it. Oh, of course not. That's the nature of every episode of anything we do (laughs) is so that we can look back on it in four years and be like, I was full of shit. I'm taking down that podcast. But while we're in it now, it's like this is the hottest, freshest, most lit, poppin', slappin', truth bombs, downloads that you could ever resonate with because they're already inside of you and you already know everything. I had an episode up still on my YouTube um, me, you, and Mark, right at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, I think it was, oh, that like was fun. days. And somebody left a comment years later that said, wow, this didn't age well. And I was like, I don't even know, want to know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm just taking it down. <laughs> I think it didn't age well in the sense that uh, you didn't you didn't think that the... It's weird because you did and you didn't. You didn't think the pandemic was going to be a big deal, but at the same time, you did get a specific download that the Earth was moving through a glitter thing like during the week the shutdown happened like you had that download back in december or something when you were at that spaceship house yeah uh so and all those episodes are recorded so there's documentation of you saying it but then when it came (laughs) down to it when it was approaching that time it's like no covid probably won't be anything but this glitter thing you gotta oh interesting about that i couldn't remember what my take on it was i didn't know if i had one but that must have been it Yeah, and we were probably projecting out, like, 2020 is the year of, like, everyone is going to fully embody themselves more. We're talking festivals, dancing, (laughs) juggling, space stations, fully resonating tribes with roles that you feel within, and you never have to do a second of chore work in your life. Something like that. Yeah, and then it was like, you're just going to sit at home and cry. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, you get to cry. Normally, I have just a cry constipation. Yeah. Which I think that's a more, more men have trouble crying than women i think on average that's probably a thing Sounds um well that's right. what i feel that's part of the, the the bro awakening i think there's a huge heart opening coming and i think that's a lot of the awakening i've been having since 2019 has been the heart space mm-hmm. and uh i don't i was very cut off and dissociated from my feelings and i think that when you have a traumatic experience and you don't have your emotional body operational, you just take the traumatic experience and stuff it into your body. Mm. And then you have all this body trauma. And then that causes health issues and all kinds of shit. So I think that what the 5D download or whatever, that thing that we got a few years ago, is just one by one popping people's emotional space. And my experience with that was I cried about everything for about a year. And, like, I burned a pizza and had an emotional reaction to it and was like, God, is this what it's like for people who have feelings? And then it eventually leveled out. And then I had to go through, like, my bo- my body just started releasing my um, childhood trauma. And then it all had to go through the emotional space. It's like your mind can perceive, but it cannot process. So you cannot process with the mind. Where I feel like I'm very adept at at compartmentalizing and and coming up with a narrative and whatever, yeah. but I can't actually process trauma. It wants to, though. It That's wants the trick. To. It's it trying to. to. It thinks it can do everything because to it, it's the only thing. There yeah. is no rest of the body that processes stuff, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it, and it feels like it's doing algebra. Like, your mind is doing algebra on the chalkboard when I it's like, it. just say you're sad. Just say you're fucking sad. So then it felt like all this stuff got out of my body, and that's a lot of what Lyme disease was, was learning how to process trauma out of my body. And then I finally reached the point where there's some stuff from the last two years I'm still processing, but the childhood stuff is like run through and out. And um, I'm able to, when I have an experience, pretty quickly identify the experience that I had, identify the projection that I experienced, and then it runs through the emotional body. It feels like a paper shredder. And it's like, boom, I feel unwanted and released like so fast. Nice. And but it took years. It took like three years of of this constipation. But just the fact that you can get there is pretty cool, even if it takes 10 years. That's why I don't believe I do think that healing. I think that this is what the 10 years, 2017 to 2027 of waking up. I often see it as like coming up from like deep sea diving. 
Yeah. And it's like you have to go kind of slow. Otherwise, you're like, I don't know. Pop your brain blood vessels or something. And then we're going to go sit on an island somewhere until we get bored. And then we're going to go back in. So you're coming from the depths of unconsciousness where you've been unconscious for lifetimes, like many lifetimes. So you have to come up and, and unpack all this stuff, all these different aspects of you have to come online like you've just been identified with the ego and the mental space and now we have to expand to the emotional body the physical body which is like an awakening i'm still having for a lot of people that shows up as a chronic illness to give you validation if it does happen i don't think these are like forever things i think they are kind of like a journey to yeah. bring you in into your body and then and then that creative spark then that 7d my understanding of us as multidimensional beings here in this reality is 3D is um, ego, 4D is mental space, 5D is emotional body, 6D is the creative spark, 7D is the physical body, 8-dimensional uh, awareness is an individual inside of an organism. Ooh. Have you articulated that before? In, I've tried. With, those, uh, with that breakdown? Because, like, I'm trying to look at that visually, and I really like it, and I'm surprised I haven't, perhaps because we didn't know it yet, but, like, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, I want to draw that out and see, yeah, like, how Yeah, I would that... love that. Um, so how I see it, and this is not to say the eight, the eighth dimension is that. It's like the eighth dimension is not a place. The way I see dimensions is, like, when I get a piece of Ikea furniture, and it says the dimensions on it. This is the height. This is the, the Yeah, spatial width. dimensions. Right. So if I'm in a house, and the house is a triangle, and there's a window on each wall— And that's the third dimension. So I have three different ways to experience that reality. And I think it's like instincts, consciousness, and ego. I don't know. Ego is the third, though. And so most of what we've been experiencing reality through is the ego because we're unconscious. So just the the meat suits awareness is what we have been experiencing. 2012 comes, and suddenly now we have access to the mental space. So now we live inside a square with four windows to look at. So I can still look at things from my ego. I can still look at things through my um, just instinctual, animalistic, whatever. But I also now have the option to look at it through the mental space where I'm sharing a mental neural network with you. So when you're lying to me. Which I do. Yeah. yeah, All the time. Constantly. Multiple times today. um, You know, that thing where suddenly it starts to ping that someone's lying to you or we become aware of our environment. I feel like I didn't hear my thoughts until I don't I don't I don't think I could hear my thoughts my entire life. I think that was a, a manifestation mm. of my awakening. So then 20, 2019, 5D, uh, 5D download hits Earth. So that's just like um, when Apple goes, here, here's a new, here's a new update, install it whenever. And if you're anything like me, it's like, you guys give me too many updates. I'm not going to install this for three years. So this is a lot of people have kind of put off the ins- installation till this year. Yeah. So this is the thing that's about to pop. But for me, it hit the planet and I, the installation went. So for th- a lot of people, the 5D one, now we're living in a Pentagon. There's five windows. Pent, yeah, Pent is five. Okay. So um, now you have the ability to look at things through the emotional space. And this is when people say 5D Earth. This is what I believe that this means is it's a feminine reality, meaning the constructs of this game are about creative um, uh, flow, chaos, right? And that is 5D, meaning it's through the emotional space. So it's a vulnerability. It's, it's about... Um, feelings. It's a feelings reality, which is, you know, feminine energy. Then we go 60, which I believe we're going to be eight dimensional beings. We're going to have access to all of these windows in a 5D reality, meaning the premise of the game is through the heart space. But we have access to all these different categories of reason, like ways, awarenesses. So 60 is creative spark. And what happened was, is my understanding, the 60 um, download hit the update hit the planet in January of 2020. Mm. And so many people have creative constipation and they feel like they're revving their engine and they can't like they don't know what to create or how to create it. And I didn't understand what this meant when I got this download, but they said that you cannot actually use the 60 awareness until you have integrated the 70. And the 70 is the physical body and the connection to the earth. Now I understand why, because I've been forced to do a lot of this work through Lyme disease and and whatnot, is the nervous system is integral. Integral? Integral. Integral. Integrity. Integrity. Integral. (laughs) Integral. Um, Is very important in 
the use of your creative energy. Mm. And most of us have blown out nervous systems. Uh, but we're all locked into various trauma responses. Have you gotten into your trauma responses I'm yet? nothing but. Well, actually, no, that's that's kind of arrogant to say that I've gotten into all of them yet. But I will say there's just, there's lots of them. Yeah, yeah. So we're all locked into some sort of CPTSD trauma response because of unconsciousness. So we have to do all of that work to get integrated, learn how to be in our bodies, learn what works for our bodies, learn when to rest, when to... Uh, like I've learned stuff like cold showers um, for regulating my nervous system. I haven't even scratched the surface of this work yet. But then we have the electrical system available for the creative spark in which we learn how to reach out and create reality Ooh. like that. Yeah, very exciting. And then the eight-dimensional download doesn't come until, I, don't, I think it's January of 2024. These are arbitrary numbers. They're just downloads I get. But for that and episode, it's more fun it's, to it's say fun Jan 24, 2024. Um, is, and, you know, we'll integrate that whenever we want to integrate it. But I think that a lot of what we're doing right now is preparing for this is the awareness that I am myself and I am an individual spark and I am meant to, I am meant to um, broadcast my frequency, but I, I am part of a whole song that mm. I am harmonizing with. And that awareness Game changer, game changer. And that's where I think we see once that is fully integrated, um, things really start to collapse as far as competition, war, uh, parasitic, whatever. Because, like, if there is an awareness, a, a booming awareness in the grid, not just this, like, mental thing, because a lot of us go, yeah, yeah, we're one. But the awareness, you yeah. know, we're looking out that window. A lot of people are looking out that window. If I'm looking out the window of that awareness... I'm not I'm not going to see you as separate than me, but I'm also not going to see you as someone I need to get validation from or impress or whatever. You know, I'm just going to be myself. So at the yeah. end of the day, I, I feel like the point of this podcast is to be yourself, figure out what that is, flow into what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I can be my true me. I was thinking when you said, like, it's the end of war and conflict and all this kind of th stuff, it makes you think, like, well, why did we go through all that then? And one of my theories is that it's a fun theme. It's a fun game that we can play later. Like, perhaps people will still want to play Call of Duty 800 after the 8D download. We're not actually warring with each other, but it's like, I want to play a game where I'm at war with you, 1994 style. Yeah. Where yeah. you're, uh, you're the, uh, um, you know, uh, Taliban and I'm the American troops or you're the British troops or something like that. But yeah. we wouldn't have had those themes to, to play with if we didn't have the conflict. I, it's the thing that I think that um, people it's too visceral right now to hear so i don't say it very often but my understanding is that it's 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 video games yeah. i mean it's just a game and that so it's like why did we go through that i don't know cuz we're an infinite imagination that is needs ways to imagine itself because boredom is actually the the fate worse than death yeah and death isn't even an option so we went through that because we go through stuff and that we're going to and maybe we're not and maybe this will just be a place where some people live in their consciousness and, and things will go on the way they've always been. That doesn't feel true to me, but I could be wrong. I The only thing I know is that I can't – I have an idea of the energies that I believe we're going towards, but I can't – I can't put that to matter because I have no idea what it's going to materialize. Well, to, to quote the great Jesse Reed, it's always this, this and that. So <laughs> – I was thinking with music also where I said that, you know, it would be boring to just have the Beatles be the main thing every year, but also none none of that music style dies. There's still bands today that just want to make an album just like Rubber Soul. They just want to make a band like, or just make a record like Abbey Road, or they want to make Motley Crue style 80s music. But yeah. it's 2022. Not everyone is making the the most innovative thing. Like any style of film, art, music, it's all it all stays forever. Yeah, that's true. We keep playing these uh, games. We just add on to it, though. So it's like and this. OK, 80s style music plus the grunge of the 90s and the douchey late 90s uh, yeah. frosted tips rap rock and <laughs> and indie rock like the killers or whatever and uh, trap music and uh, just on and on and on and on and and and. It's fucking exhausting. It sure is, but it's the only game in town because the boredom, I guess we hate more. The boredom's worse. Sitting in I a promise. blue ball of love? Fuck that awful 
ball of love, good feeling. I think all it's time. only blissful for a second. Would you want to be in an orgasm for infinity? Right now, yes. But then, like <laughs> after ten thousand years, I might be like, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to come out now. Can you can you speed up the dial to not be infinity anymore? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't some uh, woman kill herself because of that? Like she had uh, like 500 orgasms a day. I might be thinking of someone who had hiccups all day. It might have even been both, but some condition where you you had an uh, orgasm every 15 minutes and I think she took her own life or the hiccup person did. That would make more sense. But also the orgasm person might have killed themselves because any sort of any sort of interruption like that every 15 minutes must be. It's got to make a lot of things awkward. Mm-hmm. It's got to make getting a haircut very awkward. Or real fun. You get new victims every time. I'm going to go get my hair cut at this place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're a fucking weirdo. Uh, where can people find you? You're all... Oh, we're already at the end of the episode? We Damn. We're done? We oh. are. Oh, what a shame. Okay, so you can find me at Ramin Nazer on Instagram, if that's still a thing, while there's this. Uh, <laughs> RainbowBrainSkull.com. I have a podcast called Rainbow Brain Skull. I have another podcast called Mind Under Matter with Shane Moss. He comes from a more science, materialist, uh, empirical, provable sort of way of thinking, more, um, you know, cynical. I'm the more woo-woo, mystical. Oh, you guys are this cusp. Yeah. You guys are the embodiment of oh, what totally. we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I've had visions of it and everything, and it's even stranger the way we started it, like where one day I just had this download of like, I'm going to ask Shane and see if he wants to start a podcast with me, just like out of nowhere. I didn't plan it for months and Man, say like, this generator. is how it happens. Just today, it's like, I'll start this giant commitment commitment with this person who's got grandiose ideas and has been to the psych ward and stuff and just like it's it is my destiny we must do this and then he instantly was like oh i didn't even have to think about that i'm i'm a yes and we recorded episode zero where i asked him on like the air of a different podcast if he wants to start this new one so we have its inception recorded we have like so much so much candid stuff about the show recorded it's pretty fun so that one's called mind under matter the other one's called Rainbow Brain Skull. I'm Ramin Nazer. This is Jessa Reed. This has been Spiritual Bro Book Club. We didn't really talk about books that much in it, but that's okay because... You know that it's a bit. It's yeah. not about books. Yeah, well, it's about making fun of people that get into too 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 rigid of a way of thinking of that which cannot be rigid. That yeah. which is infinitely flowing and creative and not not pinned downable into a book by some guy with a beard with an alcohol and domestic abuse problem 50 years ago. <laughs> You are one. And then he just drinks like a whole bottle of Jameson and hits his wife. But look at what he wrote. He wrote that we're all one. I have no idea who you're talking about, but that's so A good. lot of them. A lot of those guys. And I, I love what they wrote, too. I love the way they spoke. But, uh, yeah, come on. We're, we're, still, we're still apes, you know, and we were even more apes 100 years ago. So, of course, some of the apes are going to drink that stuff and get mad and not be able to express themselves in a way outside of using their limbs. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I might thank you. I won't. You might thank me. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Just do it. Just thank me. I have to sleep on it, but I think there's a pretty good chance that I might thank you at some point. I'll be looking forward to that. I'll keep my phone on not... I wish I could not do not disturb one person. Can I do that? Because I like put my phone on do not disturb all the time and then I look at it. You got to... You got gratitude coming in, so you got to put the ringer on and just wait Just for, for you, though. Just yeah. for your number. So yours will notify me, but everyone else can piss off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say I might use that clip. You, you described the premise of the podcast better than Oh, good. Yeah, use it as a clip. Clip it and ship it, as we like yeah. to say in the business. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know what, when, or Who how. cares? This is who cares out, about anything? So cares? I don't even just care if this is on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. I want to talk about that. Ooh. That we had such a strong close, and so now we're back to risk it. We're betting double or nothing for nothing. Yeah, we have no idea how this is going to turn out. Probably not as well. Probably not. What is this thing you were just pointing out? To so me? we were trying to just pass some time until another thing we're waiting for happens. And uh, I was bringing up an Instagram post I saw, and I said, "Hey, Jessa," and you said, "Yeah," and I said. Have you seen this Instagram post? It shows how minimalist design has gone 
a little too far. And what I mean by minimalist design is that if you look at a, an old phone booth or something, it's like red, it's got a door that's unique, it's got this uh, decoration. Now it's just like just the grids and it goes from everything to, you know, parking stopper things, fire hydrants, and even logos. Like logos were more ornate, had more going on. Now companies have all shifted to this like absolute minimalist design like the pringles can is not like a detailed mustache it's like just two dots and like a weird curve and then a kind of an oval it's like pringles guy okay mcdonald's is just this no bevel embossing you you get it it's just getting yeah. more homogenized and you were saying earlier that the shift is about uh individuality versus homogeneity yeah i mean i feel like this is the kick that i'm on right now and i'm a little self-conscious because i just recorded the dan episode and i'm like some of this is overlap but then you reminded me that i overlap constantly in what i do so i'm just on a kick and when i'm on a kick i talk about it it's the lens through which i see everything and homogeny um our our tendency towards homogenized reality is uh to me it feels like a virus to me it feels like um, there's something wrong, but I guess it's just a manifestation of what we're coming out of, right? So the reality that we were in was about um, homogenizing beliefs. Like there was a mainstream. I don't think we're going to see a mainstream for another thousand years. I don't think you're going to be able to corral people into one big group of belief or like shared perspective for a long time. I think this thing is splitting off and splitting off and splitting off and splitting off. The things split off and then those split off. And uh, it's interesting, though, because The Matrix is feels like it's still doing a lot of the finale of the thing we just came out of. Mm. And there's homogeny in everything. Everything feels like a strip mall to me. Like everything feels like repurposed the same trash that it was from something else. And I don't know. The thing about the dangers of minimalism feel like... Isn't that the same thing we were just talking about? Like the dangers of the design being different than what we've grown up with. When in reality, uh, the next generation is going to hate minimalism. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that we're doing. But there is something in reality that I notice that everything feels, I don't know, it feels like a video game. It feels like satire. Yeah. It's just late stage capitalism, right? That's like what it is. But I was standing there uh, talking to a friend last night and we were talking about how obvious it feels that it's the end of the world. And how, like, you can feel the credits rolling and how if I would have said three years ago something about the apocalypse, people would have been like, the apo- like that's not real. But I feel like I can say this is the end of this civilization <laughs> or this is the apocalypse to anybody. And everyone knows exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Isn't that funny? Yeah, because in the 90s, such a thing, you couldn't hear that. You would be made fun of if you talked like that. You would be categorized as, you know, tree hugger or conspiracy nut like that was a role reserved for like one percent of people if even that but now everyone even on commercials it's like hey supersize it the world's ending it's strange times (laughs) and then that's just normal carl's jr commercial or when i was walking around in the dollar store i remember saying like during these strange times uncertain times it's good and important to like save and you couldn't say strange times before the pandemic no one would know what you're talking about but after pandemic it's like strange times war pestilence supply chain issues climate change every year a new article comes out where it's like okay now it's past the point of of like nothing you can do about it i know we said that 20 years ago but that was like that was involving this model this projection now for real now it's and then they're gonna say it again It's, it's it's even more apocalyptic it's so it's so goofy it's so like we're standing there at a target and and the, multiple things in Target, I was like, this is so obviously the end of whatever this was. And I'm standing in front of like, uh, I don't know, it was like uh, torpedo balls. They were um, fiery hot Cheeto torpedo balls. And I just like grabbed a package of them. And I was like, is this how you imagined the end of the world? <laughs> I just, I hate, I like... It's fascinating and it's interesting, but it's it's a, we live inside of an advertisement. Boring dystopia is another word that because <laughs> uh, you said late stage capitalism. Another subreddit is boring dystopia, and it's so funny that whereas before these would be things that you could hinge upon that, and now it's if it's sticky, then that becomes 
a genre even, yeah. like rock and roll music or something. It's yeah. like late stage capitalism. Here's the genre, much like solar punk is the opposite. Solar punk is, I mean, solar punk is the opposite of steampunk, I guess. But, you know, steampunk where it's like dystopian, but there's lots of technology everywhere and you're missing this part, but you can go steal it from that robot. It's like, yeah. it's rough, but it's also technological. And then solar punk is where there's trees and vegetation everywhere, but also you can hop on a crystal and it like, <laughs> it takes you somewhere. Because we've also got technology too, but we remember to still integrate it with nature. So what is what is the hinge of boring dystopia, which yeah, is so good? God, that's so boring good. dystopia. It's uh, oh, I had one just on the the tip of my tongue. I mean, dare dare I look it up? We're on camera. It's probably no. going to have some good ones. I'm not going to look it up. I thought it would be. I don't know. I feel like when I imagined the apocalypse, it was more Mad Max. Yeah. It's like less. a uh, it's like a billboard for the emoji movie while there's like three people fighting over a tent that's got a big <laughs> hole in it and the billboard is like completely polished and like someone is shining it for $2 an hour. That's boring dystopia. Movie you don't want to see. Money could have been easily spent better, but it's, it's distributed in this way to where you're getting none of it. It's not, none of the excitement and none of the safety. How do you feel about homogeny? Do you catch yourself trying to homogenize uh, your reality when you are looking through a certain perspective do you struggle with other people having a different perspective than you no i actually can't even conjure conjure up uh hatred towards the different perspectives where i see many other people you know get a lot of anger rightfully so towards you know conservative talk show host or or joe rogan or tim Dillon or just people like they they hate that he said that one Thing. Yeah. Like I can I can disagree with things said or even with core personalities and still I can't hate them. I just don't have it in me. Of... I think that it's a well, it's a necessary um, it's a necessary evolution to get to the point where you are where I am able to have a perspective and you have a perspective that's different than mine and me not want to change that. Yeah. And I think a lot of getting mad at people who you don't even fucking know, like you can't you couldn't impact their reality if you wanted to because you they're not even in your reality is a desire to control. But it's a desire to homogenize. Yeah, truly. And, you know, I've, I've said the the mirror ball thing, and I probably will have already said that before this episode. But we're not meant to share one perspective. And I think that that's what a lot of people think unity is. It just sucks when you're ordering pizza. It's easy to say that we all have different opinions, but then it's like we only have this $15 to order a pizza and what toppings are we going to get? We can't just do cheese. That's boring. You hate that topping. I hate this topping. That's where it gets... That's where the conflict comes. But most of that, I think, is imagined. And we're imagining like we're having to order a pizza in the future. And then it's like, I better kill this person before it comes down to pizza ordering time because... Yeah, well, it's it's people who, yeah, we, we're over-invested in what everyone else is going to do, and we have maybe a distorted idea of how that affects us. Not that it, there aren't things that don't affect all of us, but yeah. when you are, um, you know, you're 45 and you're worried about technology that's coming in that, you know, you're not even maybe going to be around for the actualization <laughs> of it. Um, I get uh, gluten-free crust. No cheese, pepperoni, pineapple, and mushrooms. Oh, so that no one eats it. So that only you eat it. Yeah, I have to get my own pizza. (laughs) But now, do you still not have... Are you okay with that perspective? Of course. Okay. I am okay with it. I'll even eat the perspective. And no, I think it goes back to what we were saying on a previous episode where it'll... you Everyone gets their own personal pan. Right. Order. Right. That's what I think the future is, but I don't know. I can only speculate. Yeah. It it will be, and perhaps we won't even be aware of the other realities because if if you truly are in your own reality, you won't see that there is this one that's opposite of you because how could you? It's the opposite plane of, of yours. So in order to perceive it, you'd have to be standing inside of it. Yeah, I mean, we have to get rid of a lot of the codependency because what right now what we have is, let's say in this society, we have people who are trying to legislate their perspective, right? Trying so and succeeding. Right. So we'd have to get rid of that. Like, it's not your body. It's not. It's literally not. We have to get rid of the idea 
that I, the saviorism, right, the reaching into other people's aura and trying to affect their reality, according to our moral compass, I think that in the next few years, I hope that in the next few years, we realize how absurd that is, that you think that it's your responsibility to save anyone outside of yourself through controlling people outside of you. And I think that we have we have a desire to do that. We have a desire to manage the experience of other people. And I, I'm hoping that all of this self-discovery helps us realize like why we are trying to manage other people's reality. I am someone who used to try to save people, rescue people. Um, you know, I was a fixer. And I uh, invested a bunch of time and energy into other people's artistic projects instead of my own. And none of this is natural to how my energy works. But I realized I was I was a avoiding my own shit and b I don't know trying to save a child version <laughs> of me or something. And you know, in times where I'm controlling, because I, I can be controlling, I can be a control freak. It's almost always like an insecurity in me, right? Trying to to um, control my environment or I don't know. I've never been, I've I've been anti-authority. I was born anti-authority. So I can't relate to what makes people want to legislate other people's bodies. It's so bonkers. It's like boredom. That's what I'm saying. Are you fucking bored? Like, do you lack anything interesting in your own life that you're concerning yourself with someone else? But a lot of times it's projection. A lot of times it's like, oh, I had this life experience that hurt my feelings. So now I'm going to go out here and try to make other people live according to my worldview. So I think we have a lot of updating to do on what we believe community is um, and learning how to just go, nah, that's not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to dedicate my life to fighting it. I'm going to avert my eye. This is what breastfeeding in public was a huge deal when I was breastfeeding my kids. Um, Probably still is in some towns because it, yeah. it's like a ripple effect where, uh, you know, the future is unevenly distributed. So some places are advanced. Other places are still the middle ages, still have to wear hijab and burqa everywhere. If you show a little bit of hair as a woman or if you try to read as a woman, yeah. they throw acid in your face. They take you to jail and beat you. Yeah. That's 2022. It's yeah. just still around. And yeah. then it'll probably still be here in 20, 2038 too, just like little little remnants here and there. I'm so but curious. Be... It feels like it's not. It feels like it's really working. Uh, the, there's not space for it. Like I people so, can yeah. see it for what it is. You know, I think that people have to be hypnotized into the nonsense that you can't. I'm skeptical that there's like, I don't know. I don't I don't love the all of the like agenda talk or the they talk, you know, um, it's a red herring. It'll get you close to what's going on, but you'll you'll be trapped in the end of the day. I'm very much like what can I would change the things I can change and I'll accept the things I can't change. And I don't want to put a bunch of energy into shadow boxing things I can't change. And what I can't change is what the, you know, the the World Economic Forum is doing because I don't I don't have any. But if you shared the slogan, (laughs) if you share the slogan enough times, people on the other side of the world will look and be like, there's a million people sharing the slogan on Twitter. What are we going to (laughs) do? Shut it down. Um, And with with controlling people, it's even it even takes on the disguise of like you learn a new piece of knowledge or something. You read the Alan Watts, the Ram Dass, the Brene Brown. And I think you talked about it in one of the last episodes of AOD. You go through that what sponge phase mm. of just absorbing everything. And then you're like, oh, I've got to share this this new information of how reality works. And you just you're so excited to share it and impression people's brains with it and then a few years later you're like i don't even i don't even care about that stuff sorry i was so eager to to teach you all this hidden sacred knowledge that really is just just one way of looking at things i guess yeah nobody can understand it you can't you like can't you you actually cannot visualize it because you're trying to activate a feeling inside of them and who's to say that whether a song or a food like that activates that feeling in you will activate that feeling in them it might not have that effect at all And what makes us want to do that? What makes us want to, like, 
it's a desire for external validation, right? It must be like what I used to think, um, I believe that in my lifetime, I will be able to do telekinesis and levitate mm-hmm. and speak light language, Russian garbled. Stuff I can already that... do that. I just not on a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, so many inside jokes between us. It's hard. People to know they, they have to have been around for a long time. Um, but I, I would tune into what, okay, so like if I could move this crystal right now, what would I do? And for years, my first instinct would be that I'd want to show it to somebody else. That's the first thing I want to do is have a witness, which I think there is something about the desire for a witness that is in the God thing, like in, in our creator, whatever. I think there is like, we create something and then we want it to be witnessed. And I think that a distorted version of that is validation, but I had to eventually accept that when the time comes that I am able to move that with my eyes, nobody else is going to be able to see it because <laughs> I'm the only one living in a reality where that's possible. And maybe I, I eventually come to a place where I meet a lot of other people. This was like when I was awake and nobody, I didn't know anyone else awake for a couple decades, you know? So I was already kind of living in that reality. Yeah. Let me let me spiritual bro you for a second because Ramdas's <laughs> guru did that where they had him locked in a room the old man guru with the blanket, Maharaji, and they they checked and he was gone. Like there's no way he could have, there was no window or anything. And then there was news from a town like 200 miles over that he had come by. Like some man in a blanket came by and like blessed my daughter. And then wow. so he like, he went through the wall or somehow teleported to some other place and then came back into his room when they came and checked a second time. Damn. Was that part of like an experiment where they were like, here, go do this? Or no, just, that just, was just he did he it. He just was floating out. He was just floating. He, he had like stuff it. to do. Yeah. Just some quick teleportation, huh? Yeah. Wow. Which of course, these are stories from the sixties. I wasn't there for it, but I believe that that is possible in this reality. I think it's makes much more sense that that's how reality can be played with than if it's just pure rigid forever. Yeah. But even if it was pure rigid forever, the fact that you can move the crystal with your hand, that's pretty magic too, that you don't have to tell your hand like, hand, go to the blue crystal, grip using approximately 4.8 force trons of force, lift it. It's just, you just, you just do it. You just, you just take it with your hand. That's like, that's like a step two telekinesis from when we were, you know, just bacterial life and just bumping up against stuff and have no eyes. Now we have like... We can masturbate. Mm-hmm. We have <laughs> we have limbs to... Like, yeah, we don't even think about how fascinating and amazing it is and that then, we can jerk off. And then when we do was have... Was that tele- you that I was having that conversation with yeah. earlier? Okay, good. Of course it was. Who else would have the jerk off <laughs> conversation? I'm the king, baby. The king. Um, well, I guess Louis C.K. is the king, but one day he will die. And I will sit on the throne. I will sit on the Iron Throne with all the dicks hanging out of it. All right, we're going to close with that. No, I wanted to leave with something magical. No, that was magical. That's good. That's pretty good. That's pretty solid. All right. Okay, bye.